Hi there. Welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I am your host, Beth Ireland. Today, I have with me a new guest who's never been with us before. This is Michelle Fessler. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Beth. Thanks for coming. Oh, it's an awesome honor. Thank you. Michelle is our brand spanking new shelter manager at the Animal Rescue League. Um, How long have you been with us, Michelle? Uh, Since the beginning of February. Beginning of February. So we're just at March three months? Mm -hmm. Month, yep, starting month three. Oh my gosh, it seems like you've been there forever already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does it it feel like that to you? No, it (laughs) feels, the time goes so fast, the days pass very quickly. There's always something to do and it's just been fascinating so far. It really has been as a, as another relatively new person there. It is a constant learning experience, no doubt about it. So we are just going to learn a little bit more about you today and how you ended up at the Rescue League. And um, so let's start with where you came from. What happened? Where were you before the ARL? Uh, before the ARL, I had five and a half years experience at Berks Career Technology Center, which is uh, the secondary career and tech ed for Berks County. Uh, the 16 public school districts send their students to both our facilities that were in Leesport and Oli for career and tech ed education. And what did you do there? I was their director of operations. I had responsibility for facilities management, for IT, and for transportation. All right. Anything interesting before that job, I'm sure? Uh you can tell I'm an older person. So yeah, <laughs> my first real professional job was at Gilbert Associates. Um, they are an architect engineering firm consulting. They did balance of plant design for electric utility work. Uh, I worked in their nuclear design department. Whoa, uh, nuclear design? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Uh, my first job was on a uh, plant in Korea in Corey 2. I also worked on Three Mile Island for post-accident uh, mandated systems that had to be installed once the uh, plant was brought back up. Holy so, smokes, that's big time. <laughs> not really, not for a recently graduated mechanical engineer. So that's what your degree is in, mecha- mechanical engineering. I can't even say it, much less do it. Yes, I have an undergrad in mechanical engineering. I also have an undergraduate degree in space sciences because my first desire was I was going to be an astronaut. Wow. So once you get to college and realize that's probably not going to happen, (laughs) you go and get a degree that's really going to get you a job. So uh, I ended up with a dual degree. I have one in space sciences and I have uh, the mechanical engineering. I also hold an MBA. Wow. You're one smart lady. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, just had the benefit of um, the education and hopefully put it to good use. Um, After Gilbert, I had 21 years at it was a gear, Lucent, AT&T. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there from 1984 until the plant closed in 2005. Uh, the last eight years, I was the senior manager for facilities. Wow. So you have quite a bit of experience under your belt of running a ship, being a captain. Yes. Uh, a lot of facilities experience. Uh, and hopefully what I bring to the table is the ability to manage a staff. Uh, I have a lot of background in facilities. I hope I can help make improvements, do some capital projects while I'm getting my feet wet. Uh, there was a lot to, to look for, a lot to get done as we go forward. So people who are listening might be wondering, how the heck did you get from engineering and Lucent and Votech to the Animal Rescue League? So how did you hear about this job originally? Uh, it was a casual acquaintance just mentioning to me that the position was available. And uh, I'm at a time in my life where... I really would like to do something that I find rewarding. Not that my other jobs weren't rewarding and challenging, which they absolutely were. uh, But this is something uh, I can really get passionate about. I have a fanatical interest in animals, as everyone else that works there. Mm 
uh, I figure, what the heck, let's apply for it and let the chips fall where they may and see what happens. And fortunately, right. I can't believe I got hired. <laughs> um, speaking of animals, what do you have at home? What's your zoo? My zoo is uh, not as large as I would like it to be, but <laughs> uh, I have three German short hair pointers. I have two 11-year-old girls that are litter mates, and I have a young male. He's four years old. So is that professionally, we can say what it is. You didn't have professional animal handling, shelter experience, anything like that? No, not shelter experience. Uh, just last year, my husband and I tried uh, some limited boarding at our home. Uh, through a website that you can post your profile and board animals. Uh, we did that for about six months, and I, I just absolutely loved it. I loved it tremendously. So this was a way to marry your talents with your passions. Perfectly said. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I come up with something <laughs> good, right? Um, okay, so three months in, we love you. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody, I, Judd and I both spoke in our last podcast about how hard it was to come into the ARL. It is a tight-knit group there, and they are family, and they are fiercely protective of each other. You came in, and I mean, it was like nothing I've ever seen. I, the, the, you just have this air about you that people respect and respond to and trust and you have been such an amazing addition to this team, and we are so thrilled that you're there. <laughs> And you are a whip cracker. Well, thank you. I had, <laughs> I had no idea I was received that way. It's hard to tell. You can never tell with some of the folks. But, yeah, I think you're exactly correct. Uh, it was a very tight-knit family. And I think coming in with just admitting that you guys need to educate me and help me and get me up to speed and teach me what I need to know about managing a shelter environment. Mm-hmm. And they've stepped up to the plate, and they've beaten me up when I've made mistakes. Um, <laughs> they've... Uh, told me what I need to do and they've been guiding me all along and uh, like you said the respect has to be earned the trust has to be earned and that's an ongoing process I think part of I think a big piece of the success you've had getting your way into this group is that you have been so willing and eager to learn you did not walk in and say I know how to do this better (laughs) you you openly came in and said I have things to learn and the girls really respected you for that and do respect you still for that so, well, all right, three months in, I said that already. What have you done so far? Uh, there's a lot on the plate. Uh, the first thing uh, the executive director asked me to work on is we had received an energy audit grant, I guess, back in July, and no one really had the time to work on that. So we contracted with uh, an engineering firm to come in and do an energy audit. They came in, uh, walked through our facility. Uh, the final report will be improvements that we could possibly make the savings that would be realized for making those improvements and also the cost of implementing those improvements so we can make an informed decision as to what we might be able to reasonably move forward with right Um, hopefully we get a few that are not very expensive to implement but we do get some savings that would make a difference in our operating budget sure and it's it's really important that we make those changes if possible because the money we can save on bills is another animal we can save so it's really important that you were there to head that up so we're glad for that. What yeah. else have you been working on? Uh, we renegotiated our price for electricity just by dumb luck. Our contract had come up in March, so we were able to get a nice reduction in the cost of our power. It's not a big savings. It's probably about $1,100 a year, but we locked in our pricing for two years, so a little bit here and there. So you're not necessarily working on animal-specific issues every day. Uh 
No. Uh, I try what, what I know and understand best is probably facilities. So people tend to work on what they know and understand and feel comfortable with. But I think a big thing that I would really like to work on would be kennel enrichment. Uh, you can see, I think what impacts you when you walk through our facility is how stressful the environment is for the animals. So there's a lot of grant money out there if you can qualify for it. Uh, I got some pricing for sound abatement in our kennels. I think that would go a long way in reducing the stress for the animals. Uh, I would also like to work into our staff assignments that more of our animals get walked uh, during the day, also the ones in our intake area that our volunteers can't walk. So working on scheduling our staff and trying to make time available for them to be able to do those kinds of things. Sounds great. You're awesome. (laughs) thank you what do you think um do you feel like you've learned something about animals and rescue specifically that is was a surprise or eye-opening or something surprising I, i think not so much the the animals i think when i came in i had an expectation that it would be an emotional roller coaster, which it has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably cry ten times a day, but then you're just thrilled when we had experiences like we had today with Annabelle. Oh, and Annabelle, stay tuned, you guys. This is going to be an amazing story I'll yeah, tell on a future so podcast. That's what makes it really, really exciting and makes up for the some of the lower points than some of the difficult decisions that we have to make. But mm-hmm. I had been prepped, but not really expecting uh, the people and the level of passion and commitment that they have. Yeah, uh, I'm used to going to workplaces where yeah, people come in, they do their job, uh, they find it enjoyable. But when you come into the ARL, it's, it's kicked up 10 notches. Yeah. Uh, the people, they live it. Uh, these people that they foster animals, they, take, they adopt animals, even though they've got 30 animals at home already. <laughs> They are willing to come in nights and weekends to take animals to vet care, to a lot of our folks do the on-call function. So they're coming in at all hours trying to help animals that are in need. And that, I wasn't prepared to see that level of commitment and passion. It is an incredible, an incredibly devoted group of people. And I think, I think probably you see that across animal shelters everywhere. I think you have to be a special type of person to work in a place like where we work. So what I'm hearing you say is that we have a phenomenal staff and we are so glad to add your name to that list of phenomenal people. And our team just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And so Michelle, I'm super glad you could come today. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you again. We will have stories to tell. Annabelle's will be one of them. Hopefully, hopefully soon in the future. I'm building anticipation. Are you guys anticipating? I'm sure you are. (laughs) All right. So that's it. Uh, Michelle, thanks for coming. This was easy. Um, If you would like to learn more about the services offered at the Animal Rescue League, please visit us at www.berksarl.org. If you go to our staff page, you can see a picture of Michelle and also have a link to her email if you uh, need to talk to her about anything. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. 